0: Hi. My name is Adeyeye Emmanuel and today I'll be talking about being there in the crisis. Being there in the crisis. What do I mean by that? That means when your loved ones and when your loved ones are in distress, pain, problems, how to be there for them in their times of distress. That's what we are trying to talk about today. First of all, You say it's not my responsibility, or I'm not getting involved. But do you know that psychologists call this compassionate disengagement? The that is the tendency to avoid helping someone in trouble. Whether your motivation is inconvenience, self-protection, or indifference, it's wrong. Being there is how you demonstrate your love for God and also to your neighbor, or your friend, or your loved ones, and helping requires recognizing three kinds of crisis the first type of crisis is called accidental or situational crisis this involves things like sudden threats to our well-being disruptive events unexpected losses the discovery of a serious illness, the death of a loved one, the family breakdown, the loss of livelihood or security. If you look at the Bible, you will see that Job experienced all these events together and wondered why God allowed so many bad things to happen to him. Secondly, developmental crisis. This occurred in the course of everyday life, moving from house to house, going away to college, adjusting to marriage, parenting, retirement declining health aging and the loss of friends in the bible abraham and sarah moved many times they also endured years of childlessness family stress including the challenge of sacrificing their one and only son isaac thirdly is what we call existential crisis these are when we face disturbing truths about ourselves we may see ourselves as failures grapple with being widowed Divorcee, learn that our illness is incurable, experience rejection because of our class, age, race, gender, or realize we may be getting too old to fulfill our life goals. True, help us understand, get involved, and encourage. They keep their eyes open and are quick to give aid to people in distress. Secondly, for being there in the crisis is that your aim should be to help people cope with their crisis and grow through it. This means lowering their fear level and helping them to function normally again by, first of all, making contact with them. People in crisis tend to withdraw rather than ask for help. So you may have to make that first move, showing them understanding and genuine interest. You don't have to be a professional. Two simple steps can make a difference. Listening attentively. their concerns and perceptions and maintain eye contact these two things will make them feel valued and understood secondly is that helping to reduce their help to reduce their anxiety a calming presence can lower their stress encourage them to talk about their concerns and offer hope for example say there are ways to deal with this situation chances are the person's outlook is distorted or overly pessimistic so gently suggest other perspectives for example, may I suggest another way of looking at this? Whenever possible, give them hope for the future. I realize it's tough, but with God's help, I believe you can undo it. Then you can give them a Bible promise to pack it up. Let's say Jeremiah 33, verse 3, that says, Call unto me and I'll answer you, and I'll show you things which you know not. Thirdly, focusing on real issues. In a crisis, people are often overwhelmed by the array of confusing facts, potential problems, and necessary decisions. By offering them assistance in deciding what issues must be faced first and what problems need to be solved now, you help alleviate their distress. Rather than discussing the past or worrying about the future, concentrating on the present and helping them take action can lessen their anxiety and empower them to cope better. Also... In a crisis, people often fail to see the resources that God has made available to them. There are three types of resources God made available to people in crisis. that spiritual resources. You understand? God illuminates our darkness. This very present God illuminates our darkness and confusion. His love is the source of all comfort. His presence addresses our loneliness and His power addresses our helplessness. So let us learn how to to call upon him secondly personal resources people in crisis forget that god has given them strengths and abilities that include faith skills memories of past triumphs, empowering attitudes and motivation reminding them of this encourages them to take back their power and stand thirdly interpersonal resources most people already have support networks they just need to be activated Family members, friends, business associates, and neighbors willing to pitch in when asked. Community resources are also available for medical, financial, and material assistance, and the church can also be of great help to people in crisis. Members can be invited to pray, give money, provide practical assistance like meals, help with the children, transportation and so on. So people are reluctant to ask for help because they are embarrassed and feel they should be able to handle their own problems or think they are failing by accepting charity. Help them to understand that others are happy to help and that one day they can return the blessing. So all I've been saying can be summarized into three major things first of all encourage action sometimes we have a function in crisis making the needy person dependent and undermining the very self-reliance that can strengthen them one psychiatrist says we must do for others what they cannot do for themselves but we must not do for them what they will not do for themselves becoming proactive in a crisis arms people against despair and powerlessness encouraging manageable action steps builds emotional and spiritual muscle Helping them evaluate their actions and validating their efforts rebuilds their confidence. When the crisis involves irreversible losses like death or divorce, the work of getting through one day at a time and gradually adjusting to the changes is action enough. Secondly, you can impact hope. Often there appears to be no light at the end of the tunnel, and it says that the suffering will go on endlessly. What people need at that moment is hope. Hope brings relief based on the conviction that things will improve and provides energy to deal with the crisis. The Bible is a great book concerning hope. It energizes us when we feel like this is the worst thing imaginable or it will never get better. The Bible energizes us. Third, do the follow-up. Crisis are seldom resolved instantly. Life may soon return to a semblance of normalcy, but there may be episodes of relapse into sadness, loneliness, or helplessness your words may bring comfort and hope but it's your abiding interest that helps people to maintain their faith and progress so if you do all that i've said then you'll be able to be with your loved ones when they're in crisis these are the ways you can be there for them and i believe that as you take this into consideration they will do just fine thank you for listening to this podcast god bless you